What is up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Joshua Unix, and today we're going to talk about some good stuff. I have a really good feeling that we're going to get into some good, good stuff. I don't know why it's been a gut feeling. Look, Robbie, ask yourself the podcast is Monday, Wednesday, Saturday. Why in the heck were you not here Wednesday? Look, it's Thursday. Um, reason for that, I'll be straight up, I don't care if you guys call me a sissy or whatever, but I had a really bad headache, like, the the headache would just not go away so much, so I just could not even look at my phone for more than 10 minutes, and it sent me through, like, two hours of all this stuff, post, during, and after, or pre, during, and post-production, doing the podcast, all that fun stuff, yeah, no, that was not going to happen, so, my apologies on that one, my apologies, not going to happen again, but hey, you guys get to go Monday, Thursday, Saturday this week, isn't that just great, I take that as a real nice gift from the universe, but anyways, that's why I wasn't here Wednesday, I don't care, we got more topics to talk about, we just do. A lot more interesting topics, because y'all, I want to get into the Warriors. I'm going to tell you what Steve Kerr said about him being a head coach, and if he's going to be back next season. End of his contract, final season of his contract, no extension, this is what he said. And I I would want to listen to that. Same when it comes to LeBron, his future with the Lakers, that's been up in the air, but he finally gives us some more clarity. I want to talk about Darren Morey. Yeah, we're going to talk about Darren Moore. I want to talk about the Knicks filing a protest with the NBA. Of course, I'll get into that. Then I want to talk about the piece of trash that is Miles Bridges. Hey, judges, things are getting paid off. We're going to talk about that in a, eh, 30 or so minutes, not even that. And of course, guys, topic of the day. Is it time to worry about the Bucks? What's going on with Milwaukee? Dame time. Giannis, Glenn Rivers, what's up? What's up with our boy Doc? I thought he was supposed to come. I thought he was supposed to relieve the pain. Well, like the con artist, like the failure he is, um, Giannis is finding out really hard what it's like to be a, a tantrum-seeking, attention-seeking toddler. Oh, he's learning the hard gift. He's learning the hard way. That's a very painful gift to have. It's not even a gift. That's a very poor, poor trait to have, I guess, if you want to call it. Anyways, I will talk about that here at the end of the show after breaking news around the league. Of course, y'all know where to find me. You know where to find me on social media. You know where to find me for the podcast. For the pod, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Arher Radio, Amazon Music. All the places you listen and more. Don't matter where you listen to your podcast. I am there. Every single week, weekend, week out. Join me there. Subscribe. Leave a review if you're feeling generous. If you got a few extra minutes. Just, um, type. I think a review takes like a minute, 30 seconds. Unless you really want to give me like a whole paragraph. By all means, send them. No, I'm just kidding. Social media. Same old, same old. Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Thank you. I forgot that one. Ooh, I'm going brain dead. That's all courtside heat, baby. It's all courtside heat. Then we're going to have Instagram. Instagram is like the outlier, I guess. Whatever word you want to use. It's, it's just the one that doesn't fit. It's like one of those games. Like, what's the odd thing in the image? Whatever those little kid games were I used to play. Be Instagram. I'm at, I'm at Instagram. At Courtside Heat NBA. But for everyone else, it's going to be Courtside Heat. Especially join me up on X. Join me up on X because I post there the most. Even though we've been having some complications with X. Not going to get into it, but it's not been pretty. But, hey, hey. It's all good. It's all good. We're fixing it. We're fixing it. No, hit me up here. Podcast is also on X. Don't forget about that. Now, since I've just bored you guys like six minutes through, let's talk. Let's talk some hoops. 
I got no major announcement, so let's talk some hoops. I'll get to Daryl Moore. I'll get to Steve Kerr and the Warriors. I'll get to O'Bron. It all kind of ties itself in, like those three categories somehow, interestingly and oddly enough, ties in together. So I'm going to start with the New York Knicks because I don't want to bring negativity onto this show this early. And normally, I'm a very positive guy. Eh, uh-huh. it's half and half. But I hate talking about negative stuff on a podcast just there for NBA hoops. So I honestly try to stay away from that. But sometimes you got to talk about it. Especially knowing we know after the trade line. But besides all of that, let's uh sub in the New York Knicks. Tibbs was mad. Brunson was mad. Hart was mad. Everyone was mad on that court that night. The New York Knicks made plans. They're filing a protest with the NBA to dispute their 105 to 103 loss to the Houston Rockets. Jalen Brunson was called for the foul that allowed Aaron Holiday to hit the sink in to cash in two of the free game winning free throws. It was actually such a bad call. Even the officials admitted after the game that they got it wrong. Are officials ever held accountable? Are the refs ever held accountable? Heck no. Why would they? Welcome to the league of, of that one ref that, that bet on games and Scott Foster. I forgot the guy's name. It was like Tim McDonnelly or something. I, I can't remember. That's whatever. It's irrelevant, the name. But... Jalen Brunson got messed out of lockdown defense. He jumped, but it did not impede the shot. It did not impede the shooter all. It did not disrupt. Like, it did not warrant a foul. In fact, the ref said, we're sorry. You guys say that a lot. Like, actually, what are you guys sorry about? I honestly believe they just say these things to say. I don't truly believe that they're sorry. But then again, why would they have to actually mean that they're sorry when they simply don't care? But, look, so New York, they're hoping, they're hoping that this game either gets restarted with OT, with an overtime, or the loss isn't counted on the record. Either way. Either way. They want one of those two things to happen. They don't want their thing to be shut down. And let me remind y'all. Only six protests have been upheld in league history. And by the way. When you're protesting this. It must prove a misapplication of a rule. Not just a miscall. So if they're just going off a miscall. It's going to be shot down. It's going to be turned away. No deal. But if there's a misapplication, okay. Now there's a higher chance that the that the call, that the protest goes in the protestee's favor? Yeah. And Adrian Wojnarowski was the first on the scene to report this filing of a protest. And that was pretty bad. I didn't catch the whole game. I was seeing highlights of it. I was seeing that and I saw the ending. The ending made rounds on the internet in the X sphere, right? Like that one was actually pretty bad. It wasn't a little bit bad. Look, I don't try to crush refs that much, but they're just when you bite that much, you have to be called out. I'm just saying. Crazy, crazy that the officials acknowledged it. They acknowledged the foul. It's pretty crazy. Like the crew chief, Ed Malloy, admitted the mistake in a post game poll report interview. 
he thought there was illegal lower body contact. Upon a post-game review, he said that wasn't the case, even though you could clearly see it on replay. So that was just them being losers and standing on by their decision, which really should not have been the case at all. Quote, after seeing it during post-game review, the offensive player was able to return to a normal playing position on the floor. The contact which occurred after release of the ball therefore is incidental and marginal to the shot attempt and should not have been called. End quote. Again, that was Crew Chief Ed Malloy. That's actually really bad. And the worst part is, this was on a scramble play that he was called on. And this was after the Knicks triumphed and called their way back to a comeback. They, they, they pretty much hunted and clawed and scratched their way back to the top to top this game. One of three apiece. That's tough. And if I remember the play correctly, Holiday was closer to the logo, to the half-court logo, than actually the free pawn, or maybe somewhere in the middle. But you understand, it was horrible. It was clear as day when you were watching the replay, you didn't need to have a post-game review. You could have seen that right then and there in the live review. That is clear. Like, this was not up for debate. So, I'm hoping they get the play over time, because I don't want, because I guess, that if it doesn't get counted on their record, the loss doesn't get counted on their record, do the Rockets still get to keep the winner now? I have no idea. I'm assuming, because then that would be weird, because if they take that loss off, they take the Rockets win off, both teams are just going to be playing 81 games each. And neither team is scheduled to face each other again this season. So does it mean that if they take the loss off, since you can't have draws in the National Basketball Association, it's not like football, it's not like hockey. Um, Are, are you just telling me that we're going to have like 81 game season? Is there going to be an asterisk on this season? Like, I am super confused. Maybe I'm reading too deep into this, but you would think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls across this great world, that that wouldn't be the case, but I'm honestly perplexed. I honestly don't know what to say or what to think or how to even question it. Again, this has only happened six times in our league history. Very interesting. I wanted to share that with you guys. I wanted to leave you with that tidbit of information. Um, if anyone cares, yesterday night, Wednesday, the Knicks lost to the Orlando Magic by 18. That was a away game. They did not play their best game. The second quarter was horrific. It was like 38 to 19. The Magic were just torching them. Now you got to remember, they have no Joyce Randall. Bogdan wasn't playing. OG wasn't playing. So, it was really just Jalen Brunson and Precious uh, Chua just doing it. Both combined for 56 points, 15 rebounds. Okay, Brunson had one, but 15 rebounds and 11 assists. Good game for Precious, not going to lie. And then Franz Wagner... And Paolo Pancardo, Pancardo, it just torched them. Absolutely torched them. Bench wasn't bad. Um, so that's where you're at. I'm not going to do much analysis. I, I didn't watch the game. I did watch the Suns-Pistons game last night. I didn't watch that one, though. Yeah, that was... And, and the Knicks had a nine-point lead. After the first, it just did not hold up. But then again, when 
the Magic are shooting 63% and you're shooting 41% and they're shooting 46% from deep and you're only shooting 37% and then you're shooting 79% free throws to their 90% free throws. That's tough. That's tough. I'm just, I'm just saying. And they had seven more blocks, right? They had more points in the paint. And even had more fouls, but I guess that really didn't matter. Yeah, you had 13 more attempts than they did, than Orlando did. But very interesting, very interesting. Just a very bad game all around. But yes, um, very bad game all around. Anyways. <sighs> Now, I've been trying to avoid this piece of garbage. So, what's the other piece of garbage named Byron Forbes? Yeah, he's been in the news for all the wrong reasons. I think this is like his second criminal, whatever. I'm not going to talk about Forbes. I have no interest in Forbes. Don't. I'm not going to talk about him. I really didn't even want to. I didn't really read it. So, I'm not even going to talk about it. Even just like in a passing few sentences, I was like. One, don't want to talk about Miles Bridges, but no, I have to. And again, if you guys want to skip like the next five to seven minutes, by all means, I 100% where y'all, I 100% know where y'all are coming from. I would do the exact same thing. But if you don't, cool, uh, we'll get through it together. But Miles Bridges, who officially is staying with the Shar Hornets, we already know that I don't have to go through that. Reported by yours truly, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Miles Bridges has had three criminal counts against him dropped by the state of North Carolina. You heard me correctly. Three counts against him were dropped. And the counts were of domestic violence, protective order violation, misdemeanor child abuse, and injury to personal property against him. Those are the free counts. Apparently, the court uh, filing states that due to conflicting statements coming from an October incident that resulted damage to a vehicle, quote, given the lack of sufficient evidence to overcome the inconsistency of these accounts, the state would not be successful at trial. And it goes on saying that Bridges' former girlfriend was giving conflicting statements to the police and later said that she... And Bridges' attorney, Alan Brotherton, 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 something like that. Sorry, I don't... As you guys know, I can't pronounce many names, but I'm trying to work on that. Anyways, Alan, good boy Alan over here, said... That the evidence was going to show Miles to be innocent. And that they were going to win trial. Those are his exact words. Well, I'm paraphrasing. But the words he was using was, quote, the evidence was going to show Miles was innocent and we were going to win trial. Pretty interesting. I'm not saying as somebody was paid off. I'm just saying it's kind of suspicious if you know what I mean. I'm not saying money talks as a rich man with someone's status, but if it's conflicting, it's conflicting. You have to go by the court. Can't do anything but it. It's very unfortunate. I would love to see him prosecute to the full extent of the law, be thrown behind bars, treated like a piece of garbage. But I guess one of my dreams and one of my hopes in life is not going to come true. But that's where we're at. Don't worry. He'll be making millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of dollars again next season and the years to come. Who knows there's actual uh, sufficient evidence. Lack of. But here's also the thing. While I can post out theories and say this or that. If there's inconsistencies of these accounts, 
of these statements. Look, why would you take the trial if you already know it's not going to be successful? I'm the lawyer, but if you have a 0% shot of this working your favor, then I want to do it. If you know he's going to be set free, if you know he's going to be found innocent, or at least to what the evidence of all the confliction and all the other stuff, I want to go through with it. Because if you already know the outcome, and there's nothing going to change in a year rule to the state of North Carolina, it's just going to roll in his favor. You're pretty much wasting time and painting the, painting the victim even more. If you want to think about it that way, and I, it's unfortunate, but that's where we're at. Tricky legal situation. Like if you're the judge or you're the court. And you're just like, huh, we know this is a really bad dude, but the evidence is going to point in his favor. Tricky thing to do, and I'm no lawyer, so I can't really go in depth, but it's still unfortunate. Unfortunate. Then now we get to see that loser walk free and make millions. Very, very interesting. Anyways, that is everything on Miles Bridges. Yay to that, you know? So that is Miles Bridges, right? Nothing really else I want to say to that besides it looks like he's going to be a free man. I don't know if like, that's all that counts, but that's three of them. If not all of them, I don't know. I don't know how many more he has. I'm not going to look it up. I'm sorry. Not going to give this man more airtime. Now that we're out of the depressing part, at least from a moral side, let's go to even more depressing side. Unless you're in favor of all this stuff, then by all means. Let's go to Daryl Moore, since I'm already fired up for the day. On this beautiful Thursday morning. Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. Maybe the biggest idiot. Maybe the biggest liar. I have ever seen in recent sports history. And that's saying a lot. The dude lied to James Harden. Messed with his money. He lied to Pat Bev. We know a whole story about him. Having a conversation with Fatso Mori. About not being moved. Two weeks after the dead on, he was safe. And then all of a sudden, oh, you're being moved. Sorry, bud. So, that's fun. Now, Darren Morris just reached out to everyone. Like, this dude's delusional. And I know the argument can be, well, everyone's doing it. Um, I don't know about that one. Because intelligent GMs that can actually read a room and actually have common sense would know that the sun's are moving off of Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Bradley Beal. Because apparently, Darren Moore reached out to both the Lakers and the Suns. The Lakers regarding Braun. Yep. Can I see that? Yes. But they, but they already shut down rumors. They said it was not going to happen. And I love the savage response by... Rob Palenka. Palenka's like, well, is Drum Bead available? Can we trade for Drum Bead? Like, that's just savage. Take down the fat cell loser. Come on. Like, I don't like the Lakers, especially as a Suns fan. I just don't like the Lakers in general. But that was a savage move. You're like, oh, you want to go for our main piece? Okay. Since you don't have any common sense, let's play that game. Well. Is Joel Embiid available? No? Well, there's your answer. I respect Palenka for that. And it was a very brief conversation, too. Then the phone conversation, wherever they're at, ended. Just ended. Like, I respect that so much. I can't even tell you guys how much I respect that. I don't... I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it's true. And then he calls up James Jones, and he's like... 
Is Kevin Durant available? No. Okay, how about Devin Booker? No. How about Brad Beal? You loser. You stinking moron. Why would they all be available when they've been trying to get everyone healthy and playing? And this is the best basketball the Phoenix Suns have been playing all season. I know Bill just went down with their hamster or with their injury, this time being a hammy. Oh, it's going to happen. He's injury prone, but it's fine. Brad Bill's a walking bucket. Why do you think they're going to break the big free? Like, how much of a moron do you have to be? Oh, you're going to break up our big free so you can give us Tobias Harris. Could be a moron. Like, this dude's an actual moron. Like, I don't know if I've ever met a bigger moron. And I've seen bigger morons. Well, I've seen big morons. Like Mike Boonholzer. Glenn Rivers. Still not call him Doc. You would think, in his 51 years of living, he would actually have some brain smarts. This dude is... Really? Like, this dude has no shame. He really starts getting shame because he's just looking like a belligerent idiot. Honestly. I would love if someone punched him in his stupid mouth. Now, he has so many neck rolls and cheek protection and all that stuff that it may not hurt him. You may just see a bunch of flubber roll. I, I don't know. But really... Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Devin Booker, Brad Beal. When did you think that was ever going to work? Honestly. Tell me when that was going to work. It was never going to work. Nobody with an IQ over 12 thought that was going to work. Or you should even entertain that. And nobody's going to get caught with their pants down. And say, oh yeah, we'll do that. Unless it's Dwell and Bede, we're not doing it. Oh, well, we want to buy his hairs and Buddy Heald? No. I remember Brad building those two. You guys understand what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I honestly don't know why we have to put up with losers like him. Honestly, I'm really trying to figure that out. Can somebody tell me? Maybe maybe it's just me. But when I read that, I'm like, oh, I'm putting this on the podcast. I have to make fun of him. Like, I have this need. And it's not because I'm trying to bully him or be a jerk. It's just because I'm thinking to myself, how much of a mental moron do you have to be? Honestly, okay. I I honestly wish we could have actually have had something intelligent. I I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to bring this conversation to you guys. I was not trying to be a moron. Trust me. It's not trying to be at all. It hurts me. Like, the brain power this has taken me to even talk about this is it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Anyways. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. Oh, my. Can we... I can't believe I stopped. I can't. And you know it's really bad. When I post it on X, 40,000 people see it. And even they react in a certain way. I just, I find that really funny. I just do. And I know you could bring up the argument. Well, everyone is able to see it. Like, everyone's doing it. Are you sure about that? Maybe incompetent people. But... For all the smart people in the room, they're not doing that. I hate to break up the smart people. They're not doing that. They may do it for fun 
or just by on board. But Daryl Moore is actually a loser, and he doesn't have the mental capacity to do it that way. He's trying to go all in. I'm pretty sure he's like on one of those mock trade sites. Like, ooh, if I do it this way, if I do it that way, ooh, if I finesse them, I could do it. I could so do it. Bro, it's not even like that. It really ain't like that. I don't know if I'm crushing his little heart. I, I don't know if I'm crushing your guys' hearts, but that's not how it really works in the real world. <laughs> I'm just being honest. We're going to keep it 100 with y'all. Very one. But yeah, I thought that was funny. Speaking about LeBron, he's committing on returning next season. At least that's what his focus is right now. His focus right now is, hey, I'm I want to stay with the Lakers beyond this season. The reports are coming out that he is leaning towards staying with the Los Angeles Lakers. At least right now, for right now, that's where his focus is at. And while he is expected to turn down his massive player options, like I think it's like 51 point something mil, he'll likely sign a new deal with the organization. It's looking like a multi-year deal so that he gets an annual raise. There's been a lot of speculation. I know we had that David guy. There's been speculation of him with the Knicks, the 76ers. Or going back to, to a familiar team in his past. But right now, all the signs are pointing towards a continued partnership with LA. Also, because I believe the Athletic reported on this. Some report on this. That Los Angeles is also looking into drafting his son, Bronny James, to appease, to satisfy LeBron. Even though his son has started his college career poorly. Like, Bronny James is going to be a late second rounder. He's going to be a nobody. He's making 7 mil. He is legit a nobody. His stats are awful. He's awful. This season... On a 9-15 USC team. Where he was supposed to be the promise guy. He's got like five. He's got six points, three rebounds, and two and a half assists. 35% from the field. Sam Merrill's better. And he was like the 60th pick in his draft class. Hey, has he even had like a 10-point game? Honestly. I'm asking for a friend. Oh, okay, wait a minute. He had a 15-point game back in December 30th. Oh, wow. So, from December 10th to February 10th, he's had one, two, three. Oh, wow, impressive. Three double-digit games. All below 15 and more than 10. Wow. So aspiring. Oh, wait. Let's, let's check out these field goal numbers or these field goal stats. 1 of 3, 1 of 4, 2 of 5, 2 of 3, 6 of 11, 4 of 6, 0 for 4, 0 for 3, 0 for 7. Wow, isn't he just the next king? 5 of 11, 3 of 6, 0 for 3, 2 for 5, 3 of 7, 1 of 5, 2 of 7. It's really nice to be affiliated or part of the family of LeBron or any successful NBA player. Because not only are you making $7 million to put up Mike Muscala numbers, you're pretty much getting um, some of that good old treatment and some of that old good old LeBron treatment, that special treatment. Trust me, he grew up with a silver spoon. It's continuing. <laughs> 7 mil, 46, free 2, 35 from the field. Woo! 6-4 prodigy in the making. What a loser. And teams are actually going to try to lure Brown with his son. I wouldn't want those two on my roster anyways. Just being honest. We all we might all disagree. 
But the Brawny hype is not worth it. Don't worry. Just like ESPN did for Braun, they're going to times that by 10 for what's his name. Whatever that loser son is, right? Felt nice doing that. I don't know about y'all, but that, that was pretty nice. Anyways, guys, we're rounding that in. Um, if you guys are angry about that, I'm sorry. Not really. But I'm. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where we're chilling. But I just want to let you guys know, and of course, you guys can find that on courtsheat.com. Find on courtsheat.com. I have that article up there. I have many more articles up there. So just spin out some things, right? So LeBron's focusing on next season. He's returning. That's what's given right now. And funny part is last thing for LeBron, this segues into what I was going to talk about for the Warriors. It's going to segue into Steve Kerr. Like I said, this was all connected somehow. Whether by affiliation of team. Or by potential trades, rumors, reports, whatever. So the Warriors actually tried trading for LeBron James. Even though they did one small move. Now it's the Corey Joseph move. I believe Warriors fans rejoiced when... Corey Joseph left that team. He was so awful for them. Anyways. The Warriors try going out. To get this blockbuster mega trade done. Draymond Green. Made the push to management. To get him. It just never materialized. Rob Planker, Rich Paul. LeBron. They all said. He's staying here. I want to stay here. LeBron's staying here. Like That was the consensus. Idea. It isn't true. Right, so. Um, that's where we're at. Uh, Warriors try trading. Draymond Green won. And we all know how much Draymond Green loves LeBron. I'm pretty sure if Draymond Green could get out on one knee and propose to LeBron, he could. I'm pretty sure if Draymond Green could, he would make out with LeBron. For how much he loves LeBron. And LeBron doesn't love himself that much. As much as Draymond loves Braun. Like, I've never seen a dude obsess over another human being. Like, I've seen this one-sided relationship featuring Dre and Braun. Call what you will. Call what you want. I find it creepy, man. How much are you actually going to be obsessed with this man? That's all, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing more, nothing less. But if there's anyone trying to make the push to management to get him, of course, that would be Draymond Green. The softest player in the association. The biggest loser. The biggest joke. The guy. The, the, the heaviest backpack. Like, no wonder why Stephen Curry's back's always hurt. It's because he has to carry around Draymond Green. The dude can't do anything but kick people in the crotch and crawl on his podcast. I haven't listened to his podcast, but I refuse. Paul George has a better podcast. Like, J.J. Reddick has a better podcast. Like, these guys have better podcasts. Draymond Green it just goes on there with a microphone. He's like, guys, today... We're talking about me. I want, I want, I want to talk about Nurch. I was a coward. I was a loser. Look at me, Ma. I finally made it. Shut up, dude. Shut up. Dude is an actual loser. Like I actually don't know why anyone wants to listen to him. Like. It's awesome. Um, here. For this one dude. Low EQ and IQ. If you want to listen to a narcissistic bully talk about ball, this is for you. <laughs> oh, here's another one. Bully. From Insert Will Ferrell quote. No respect for Draymond and his on-court behavior. He gets one star. Anyone who kicks players in the groin 
stomps on chest and puts guys in chokeholds deserve to be removed from any platform power that further enables their behavior. Dirty player. No room in the NBA for the crap this guy pulls when he retires this, his quote-unquote reel won't contain any back actual basketball plays. Rudy Gobert is better. Oh, well, here we go. A clown. These are all one-star reviews, by the way. The guy's a clown. Wash isn't trying to stay relevant. eBay needs to divest from him. The toxic culture doesn't need to be passed on to the next generation. Can't agree with you more. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, Johnny J. Jefferson, Triple J. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Draymond Green is not a good basketball player. He has Derek Kerr and is exposing himself. I, I don't get the I don't get the second part. How is he exposing himself? I, I don't know. Hold on. Uh, okay. I actually like this one. It's bad. Refer to title. Okay, I don't I don't care that this this was not a direction I was trying to go down, but just bear with me, guys. Again, if you don't want to listen to this, skip five minutes. I got five minutes on me. Complete trash. A very lazy, inconsistent podcast. Couldn't even bother to break down the rest of the playoff games. Oh, is that all the reviews? No, 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 no. Is that really all the reviews? Oh, oh no. Oh, wow. This new name, Wizard of Roz. Or Sun Wizard Roz. What, I don't even know what his name is. But he got a 5 out of 5. He gave Grandma a 5 out of 5. Greatness. On and off the court. Um... Kind of lame. Everyone wants to give this a bad review because of an incident. He has multiple. He's been doing this for years. He's in a double digit of incidents. Anyways, it doesn't take away from how great the analyst is on this podcast. I may have to listen to an episode because ain't no way it's good. I may listen to it today. Only critique is putting out. I'm sorry. Only critique. Sorry. I, I have. Stuff in my mouth, I guess. Only critique is consistency putting out episodes, which is hard to do in the middle of his playing career. Laughing emoji. Okay, just tell me you want to make out the dude. And him striking a new deal. Nevertheless, it's always greatness with anything associated with DG23. Tell me you've never seen a woman in your life without telling me you've never seen a woman in your life. I'm, I'm just saying. You're probably in your mommy's basement. Uh, oh, oh boy. You know, I'm not going to bash this one. I'm not going to read it. Uh, this guy put... Okay, it's a 1 out of 5, but this guy has like in Chinese. I don't read Chinese. I don't know how to read Chinese. So, I'm, I'm, I, I can't even copy and paste it, but... He has a laughing emoji, so... Like, this podcast out of 1,700 people has a 4.3 out of 5. I just, I, I really don't want to listen to this loser. And he's going to talk about Dre versus Nurch. You're a crybaby. Like, even last night, you were on the floor. And I love how the Clippers and Warriors kept on playing like his old dramatic butt was on the ground. Oh, look at me. I got hit in the face. But then you were, you're laughing at Nurch for doing the exact same. You know what? Go to your therapy session. You're late on that. A little soft, entitled person. What a loser. He's been doing this for three years since 2021. He has a website? Oh no, it's okay, it's iHeartRadio. I was about to say. Whew. I wonder, does Paul George's podcast have any negative reviews? Oh, I have to see this. What's his rating? 4.0 out of 5. Yeah, it's solid. Where's the one star? 
40 million a year and still needs 20 minutes of ads. Bruh. Hey. If you got a sponsorship, you take the sponsorship. Okay. Person gave a four out of five. They said, I love the pod, but... I love the podcast, but there's a lot of cussing. I understand that some people cuss a lot, but I mean, they will drop them sometimes and it won't even make sense why they had to say in the, it all in all, why they had to say it all in all of the podcast. Look, sometimes does it get a little too much? Sure. But yeah, it it gets a little too much. I'm I'm with the person. I'm with the person. Uh, I'm I'm okay. This is actually funny. I love the pod, but when this is one out of five, by the way, but allowing mid-roll ads with no announced break and having that ad with horns blowing repeatedly and loudly is absurd. I listened to this podcast while riding my bike, and I thought I was gonna be I was gonna be flying. That's actually funny. Oh, that's actually funny. I don't care. I, I that's actually really funny. Bro's having an innocent bike ride. He's trying to listen to his bike. He's probably like, that'd be awesome if he's doing it while a train's coming too. And all of a sudden he just hears these horns blowing. He's like, Ugh. he's having a heart attack on the side of the street. He's like, no, I'm about to die by this train. Imaginary trains flying by. Oh, have mercy. Oh, I can't do this. That's actually funny. Well, uh, just because I'm curious, I this was not even what I had on tap for today. Let's go to JJ Rex podcast. What's his rating? Four point out of five. Um. Wow. Okay, people are complaining about gambling. How boring he is that he's not an ESPN ripoff or a um, knockoff, whatever. How boring. Well, if that associates with ESPN is normally negative, but gambling and betting, interesting. Rex Chapman. Okay, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I thought they pro- I thought they provided wonderful stuff. I thought J- I thought JJ Reddick has always been an insightful guy. Like when he speaks, I listen because he normally says valuable stuff. Again, I I don't even know how we got onto this. Oh yeah, it's about Draymond loving LeBron. Anyways, Steve Kerr, this is the final thing for breaking news around the league. Um. Um. If you guys want to, you guys can leave a review for Quartet Heat. A very positive one. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Steve Kerr wants to be back as head coach. While no extension has been reached yet, he wants to be back. He's being, he said that he's being told that he's wanted back, that they're going to bring him back. And just a reminder, Eric Spolstra Recently signed an eight-year, $120 million extension. So I wouldn't be surprised if we got to see him happen. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got to see something happen. I would find that very interesting. I would not hate that at all. I think Steve Kerr is a wonderful head coach. Um, He's done great things for the game of basketball and his player career and his coaching career. I think when he calls it quits... Whether he goes as long as Popovich or not, or longer, whatever the case may be, I think he's going to be really remembered. I think the Warriors dynasty is going to be remembered. Clay, Curry, the porn figures, excluding Draymond. Just drop my phone. Excluding Draymond, right? Like all the important guys. Then if you want the memes or people to laugh at, go to Draymond. But no, so Curve does want to be back. He says he wants to be back. I think that'd be the right move. I don't think Mike Dunleavy Jr. 
would be like, okay, let's get a new head coach. A, Curry has to sign off on that. And if Curry does not sign off, it's not happening. That's pretty much where we're at. And that's everything that's within breaking news around the league. I feel as though this segment has, this whole podcast has taken a turn. Like, I don't even know, like, if you guys find this entertaining or not. But I swear, I have ADHD or something. Because ain't no way I have to be talking about basketball and I somehow turn this into different podcasts. And I'm reading off reviews. Like, what in the free world is this? Honestly, my bros and gals, what are we even doing anymore? Oh, I really do believe that me being super proud is not good. Also, I have, I, okay. MB, okay, I just have to look this up. NBA podcast by players. Um, I know you got all the smoke his players. Apparently, Woj was a basketball player at one point. I don't know. Oh, Gilbert Arenas. Ah, not the biggest fan. Wait. Tyrese Maxey has a podcast? I love the dude. I never knew he had a podcast. And also, why does everyone have a podcast? Ryan Rollins has a podcast. I mean, now that's going for like the draft and stuff and as a rookie. But Tyrese Maxey? He has a podcast? Maxey on the mic. Oh, he's super inconsistent. They say a weekly show. He's lucky if he gets a monthly. You know, he also keeps it clean. I may listen to one. I know it's like a little outdated just because it's going monthly. But you know what? I'm going to listen to that. Where you guys go? I gave you guys like three, four new podcasts in addition to mine to listen to. You're welcome. You guys probably knew this, but hey, why not? Man, you learn something new every single day, don't you, boys? Very interesting. But anyways, that was breaking news around the league. Now, let's talk about the topic of the day. Let's talk about the box. I'm going to answer this question. I know this is before the break officially, but is it time to worry about the Milwaukee Bucks? I've already talked about this. I've talked about this extensively. I said it was bad news that they got rid of Drew Holiday, their main defensive component. The only thing that kept Giannis Antetokounmpo sane. And it's not like Damian Lillard's paying off right now. He's shooting 29% on the season, Giannis is shooting 30% from deep. That's insane. Like, in the 20 games of 2024, in the first 19, he's averaging 23 6. While shooting 40% from the field and 29.6% from deep. That's tough. That's 19 games and this came out, what? Tuesday? That he's shooting these types of numbers? Like, the Bucks were taking a step back. He's taking a step back. That's bad. That's bad for anyone. Shooting under 30% is bad. I don't know if he needs to change up his game, but it's not even like the assists are rolling in. Like, he's, he's, he's assisting very nicely. He's being a good playmaker, but him being very inconsistent on the floor is not helping. Especially in his first 19-20 games in the year 2024. That's a big, that's a massive step back. And when you look at the Bucks, when you look at the Bucks, and you're like, are they contenders? Are they pretenders? 
They're more like pretenders. Dark Rivers, Glen Rivers. Let's be honest. He's horrible. He's a horrible coach. You want to know why it's a championship? Is because of Boston. Remember the Celtics Lakers rivalry? Yeah. You had Ray Allen. You had Paul Pierce. You had Kevin Garnett. You had all these guys. Oh, wow. So impressive. Like, even I could be on that team. I would have a championship. Doc, you're a loser. Oh, and you have a loser son as well. Hi, Austin. Like, it's just a fact. And I don't want to be hating all the time. But there's a reason why the Bucks are who they are. And you're like, well, shut up. They're 35 and 20. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10. They're going backwards. The Celtics, Cavaliers, Knicks, 76ers, even the Pacers are by far the better team than the Bucks. But you got blown out. You got blown out on Tuesday. To the Miami Heat. To the Miami stinking Heat. With no Jimmy Butler. Now I know you still got Hero and Adbayo. Even Duncan Robinson smoking y'all. And you guys had a healthier lineup. Dame's back. Lopez is back. Giannis was there. Crowder was pitching in. Minutes-wise, Portis was there. Connaughton, he wasn't doing anything. Pat Bev was there. Like, when not many guys play defense, out of like three or four guys, it's tough. And it's showing. The Heat had a 12-point lead going into the second quarter. And then it was just a blowout ever since. And then you're having a horrific night shooting? Where you're only getting 43% of your shots to fall. And you're only getting 33 of your free points to fall. 33% of your free free points to fall. You're shooting 13 of 39 from deep. 37 of 86 of 83 from the field. You're getting out rebounded. You're getting out assist. You're you can't even win the steals battle. You have more turnovers. You can't even dominate the paint. Like, that is bad. And this this Heat team has been on a slide. They have. Now they're starting to pick it back up, but it's not been the greatest. Like, do I need to go any deeper? The Bucks are regressing in ways I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think it was going to get that bad. Like, what, you want to face the Pistons all the time? With the Jazz? Is that the only way you're going to be able to win? Honestly, you're not going to be able to beat the Bucks like this. You're not going to be able to beat the Suns like this. You're not going to be able to beat anyone like this. That is a clear and undeniable fact. You can count on that, Jack. Giannis has to be looking like an idiot right now because you're throwing a uh, a temper tantrum. Because you're like, well, Adrian Griffin isn't doing what I want. Shut up. Adrian Griffin was letting you guys win. Glenn over here can't. Glenn's an idiot. He always has been. He's going to run you into the ground. Then you're going to get upset at Griffin because the defense isn't performing well? A, you don't want to conform to his defensive strategies. And two, you trade your best defensive player in Drew Holiday. You get rid of him for Dame and Dame's aren't performing. So the offense is stalling out. Defense has been stalling out. Nothing is getting better. And now you're paying free head coaches at the same time. Boonholzer, Griffin, and now Glenn the Idiot. Really? Who thought this was a good idea? I'm sorry for becoming passionate and all, but you guys have to understand. The Bucks are regressing. 
They have no excuses. This does not cut it, man. This does not cut it, ladies and gentlemen. It just does not. The Bucks are an embarrassment of a team. They got first rounded last year by the eighth seed of the Heat. They were supposed to be the better team. What happened? What actually happened? Do we do we not know what happened? I guess not. I guess we do not. I'm sorry. But the level of mediocrity, but the level of sadness and depression running throughout, it is horrific. The Bucks aren't even fun to watch anymore. Like, that is bad. They're 17 and 13 against teams 500 and above. That's not going to cut it. You're not going to beat the Celtics. You're not going to beat the Knicks like that. You're not going to beat Philly like that. You're not going to. Like, when these teams are cooking, or if you make it to the postseason, you have to face an eighth seeded team or a sixth seeded team, whatever. It's not going to cut it. It's just not. I I hate to say it. I really do hate to say it. And the biggest critique Milwaukee ever had in their franchise, especially when Boonholzer was here, was that, sure, they're getting like 45-plus win seasons, 51 win seasons, 53, whatever. Those are sexy numbers. Those are great numbers. Those are phenomenal numbers. That's a great season. But then they just evaporate. They disappear. They go poof like Casper. In the postseason. They won one championship. Now, that one championship can't be undermined. It can't. But their season should have been over when Kevin Durant hit the dagger free. But then it got turned into a two. Because his foot was on the line. It wasn't even that it was on the line that much. It was like a toe, if that. Like tippet of toe. But take that all out. You can't make excuses. But this team's not impressive. If anything, I was a fluke championship. Given their current history and their past history. I'm, j- I'm just saying that. Say what you will. Say what you want. This team's not impressive. You're not going to get past Denver. You're not going to get past Los Angeles. The Clippers, by the way. The Lakers, they could be. Uh... Cleveland, OKC, Minnesota, Boston. You're not going to be getting past them. You're not going to be getting past the Suns. You're not going to be getting past the Knicks. Not even against Philly. Nah, maybe Philly. But if you couldn't even get past the Heat last season, and all of their injuries, the entire hero had a broken hand. They had wearing injuries. Jimmy Barr had to wield that team to a victory. Day in and day out. Game in and game out. What's to say they can do it? They 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 can they can actually win and get out of the first round. I'm just saying. The regular season one thing, the postseason is another beast, and you're telling me that you're already struggling this much in the regular season. You can't play defense. I'm just saying that that should cause a reason to pause. It's bad. It's really bad. And and this is this is knowing. This is knowing that their offensive rating is 100 like their net, their net rating is a 3.2. That's, that's, that's not, it's not really good. I don't know. Not going to beat the Celtics like that. I can assure you. I, I don't know what we want to do here.
I don't know how to break this down. It's not like I'm being harsh on him. I'm not. But you don't have a good defensive rating. You're not a defensive team. And when your offense isn't producing anymore and all cylinders are failing, this is what you're going to be getting. Honestly. It's very clear. It's absolutely very clear. I don't know what other way to put it. The Bucks are the 17th best team. They're 17 out of 30 in ranking. And when, when going by the record. That's awful. That's just awful. It just says a lot. It, it says a lot. I don't know where we go from here, guys. I don't know where we're going here. I don't know where we go from here. But they're lost. They're dysfunctional. Worse than the Chicago Bulls. That's a simple fact. I hate putting it that way, but it is. Not wrong. And deep down, whether you're the biggest, whether you're the, if you're like the biggest, biggest Bucks fan or not, you can't be this delusional. Can't be this delusional. And I'm not saying it to you guys directly, I'm just saying in general. So don't take it as disrespect. Please don't. I don't mean it as disrespect. I'm just saying it's time to open up our eyes. It's time to see that, oh, this is really not working out. This is not it. This is this is not it at all. Trust me, it's not. But it's time to worry about the box. It's 100% time to worry about the box. This is not me trying to Spread fear into the hearts of many. This is me being as realistic and simplistic as I possibly can be. I hope you guys understand that. This is all I got for today's podcast episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I I, tr- I truly, I deeply appreciate how much you guys love this podcast. How much you guys listen to this podcast all the way through. It, it really is encouraging. So thank you guys so much. I I truly do appreciate it. Hope y'all have a fantastic day, a fantastic rest of your week. Until we talk again on Saturday, which is two days away. Peace out, y'all. See y'all.